I did it, you know, like <laughs> one of the pitch competitions right before I stopped pitching with Vital Signs was this competition called Pitch at Palace. Do you remember that? No, and it was I don't remember by, that. It was put on by Prince Andrew. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome to Unleashed, the dark art of making ideas happen, the podcast. A long name, I know. So um, it's this is like the perfect Sarah that I know, catching you in the action, because you're always doing action. So what you're up to and what the hell are these boxes at the back? Um, well, about a year ago, I started a new business. I spent, you know, I, how we first met. I was in tech for a good seven years and I started a passion project about a year and a half ago. Um, but we launched and have a commercial ready product. We just launched. Um, and so I've been running to my um, packaging facility every few days now because we keep selling it online. So what these are, I'll show you. So we have a product, it's called Chiwis. It's a food product, so far different from the tech space, um, but it's 100% natural, never anything added ever, fruit chips. So we focus on kiwis because they're super delicious. They're super fruits, actually, and they're really underused in snacks. And so I, I was a nutritionist before tech, and um, I just made these for people all the time going, like, we... We live in Squamish, very active outdoors, like hiking, camping. It was just a snack I made all the time, and people loved them and thought they were so different when, and I couldn't believe it. And I did a lot of market testing on the side, still working at uh, Vital Science while I was doing it, and people loved it. And so, yeah, now I'm, I run a, oh, shoot, can you see me? Yeah, I can see you now. Yeah, so now I, now I run a, a food company. <laughs> so congratulations first I was like when I when I was when I was checking out your LinkedIn it's like what happened to vital signs because that's what I remember you for and um and then what is this Chewy's thing this is exciting I want to know more so you're an entrepreneur and you still I mean being an entrepreneur itself is a demanding it's a lot of demand on you on your time and energy and I didn't know you're a nutritionist by the way because all we talked about is tech when we when we sat down mm -hmm. and talked uh, and and on the side you had a passion project. So tell us about tell about that. Like, how can you be an entrepreneur, which is already a work of passion, and you have a passion project? Um, well, I've always been really interested in making super healthy food for my friends and family that like that mm. they didn't need to be health nuts to want to eat. And so this was just something that I made on the side, and I got really excited when people really liked it. And so I was still, like, I'm still passionate about vital science. I'm on the board. I'm a advisor for the company. I help them whatever way I can. But while I was full time with them, I just kind of like, I, I had, you know, built that company. So the thought of building another one was really exciting and fun and in a totally new industry. And so I, I just had a blast doing it just at night, like creating a brand and, and prototypes just to test around to see if it was even viable and meeting all these new people and an industry and learning from them if this is even like viable or a good idea and now getting to where we are now everything I did in tech has made making chiwis just like so much easier I think and less daunting it's still super stressful you know like being an entrepreneur it's, it's the world on your shoulders a little bit but um it's been super fun and the food industry is like so different but a funny thing is like after being in with vital signs like you saw me pitch 
so many times. I was constantly pitching and doing competitions. And with Chibis, when I would tell people that I was doing this new thing, they were so excited. And people were, it was the fundraising process was like so much easier. And people were just really wanted to be a part of it. Oh, wow. It was nuts. Yeah, it's very different. Cool. So have you always been this entrepreneurial? I mean, I know you as the driven entrepreneur that you are, and I don't want to define you by that, but you've always shown up as like full with energy, even, I mean, vital signs is, is a hard process. You're working in a medical product. It's a health product. It's, 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 it's challenging, but you're always driven. Have you always had this desire to build something all the time? Like when you were, when you were before you started vital signs while you're studying or stuff like that? Um, when I finished, school I did a couple of practicums in companies like I was doing um I went to Capilano uh well, I went to school for journalism first and then I moved to BC I didn't finish that schooling and lived in Whistler for five years <laughs> and after I was done doing that and snowboarding a ton I um went back to school and studied arts entertainment management and um at CAP and I did yeah two practicums in companies that I wanted to work with and then after I was done, I immediately started my own company, doing what I kind of learned in my practicum, which was fun, but it wasn't super rewarding. Um, and then I went back to school, became a nutritionist, and immediately started my own company, consulting and doing talks and helping people. And then I started helping with vital signs on the side, and that kind of just snowballed. And I was just working on marketing with vital signs, and um, yeah, it snowballed to me running the company because I just had my hand in every pot. Can you just hold on a second? I'm going to put my battery on yeah, yeah. Um, a different Go mode for it. so, so it's safe. I just know that the, Go for it. No, that's awesome. And just for context for everybody who's listening, is like we checked, I checked in with Sarah if it's okay to do uh, the podcast or not. And it's it's like it's great to catch you in action. So I, I think I think that's that's amazing. So I didn't want to lose the opportunity. This is like perfect moment. No, no, no. So uh, so <laughs> So this is this is fascinating. You went to school, then went to, then went out, then went to school again, then went out, and then went to school again, like three times. So yeah, I'd love to go to school more. Honestly, I love. <laughs> I I actually when I was oh no sorry when I was growing up um as a teenager I hated school. Growing up, I was just like very much wanted to do my own thing, and it took moving to Whistler and just being I don't know it changed me a lot. And then when I went back, I was like. I was pumped to go back and do really well and mm. I, I hadn't really experienced that before like nothing really grabbed me um, and now I just like yeah I would go to school again for sure <laughs> like, I, I love it and also just like you know creating companies you're learning constantly right um, mm. so it's all been kind of learning along the way but yeah I'd, I'd go back <laughs> cool so, so yeah. tell me a little bit about that because I actually I work with young entrepreneurs and, 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 and youth in general and also I have a son that, that is now 16 and there is there is that uh, there is that challenge of I don't know what I'm passionate about and, and the world kind of pushes all of us like you need to make a decision there's two years left and you need to make a decision of what your trajectory that will kind of define where you're going in life and there is that pressure what do I going to do how I'm going to work um, so what was what was kind of your mindset like and you said you, nothing grabbed you said but then and you didn't even like yeah. school and then you liked it can you tell me a little bit about that I'm curious especially the kind of entrepreneur that you are right now I think I had more of an ownership on it like I just it, I, I, I look back and I wish that I had liked it more in high school 
I would have definitely learned more, but I, I don't know. There was just other things that I was interested in and it's totally changed. And my passions, like who I would have never thought that I was going to start working in a health tech company, like, and, and like love it. And I was like running around talking about aortic stiffness and, you know, like I would have never thought that and working with my dad as well. Like that doesn't seem like something that would have been, um, something I'd be passionate about. And I was for seven years. I still am passionate about that project. Um, even growing awesome. up, like, I would have never thought, oh, I love nutrition. Like, I loved, like, steak and potatoes as a kid. I didn't like any weird food. I love everything, like, under the sun now. So I think, uh, I think like, putting yourself in a box didn't work for me. Like, I, if, if you asked me what I wanted to do when I was 16, I wanted a condo in downtown Toronto, and I wanted to, like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. And now I, like, live in the mountains <laughs> and run a food business. <laughs> wow, wow. It's... it's- can you talk a little bit about the 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 process or the joy of discovery because it sounds like the ideas that you had it's not like hey this is an idea that's percolating and is there in your mind it's kind of like it sounds like you stumbled on it it's like I stumbled across this you started making health food and then you stumbled it's not like hey wouldn't it be great to create it's not like that perfect story wouldn't it be great to create chips you know made from kiwi or made from something and I'll be I'll make a, a a, a billion dollar company it sounds like you <laughs> discovered something you stumbled on something can you talk a little bit about that yeah uh i don't think in anything that i've done i've been like you know what this is a million dollar idea yeah, it's just like this seems fun and i i see a bit of faith in it I, I have a bit of faith in it let's see how she goes kind of um i don't know i i <laughs> yeah i i don't know about, I think a lot of people go in, maybe like people who do MBAs will go into, okay, well, I know which businesses make money. So I'm going to figure out how to get into like that kind of business and start a company doing X so I can like multiply my investment by whatever. Mm-hmm. I just never thought that. I, I My whole outlook is like, I want to do something that's fun and makes me feel good when I wake up in the morning and keeps me passionate or else I'm just going to like get bored and want to move on. Um, yeah. That's, wow. This is so, so important for when people like the different side of entrepreneurship from outside, outside, like, oh, this is, you know, go into entrepreneurship. There's a ton of money. There's a lot of, you know, or you, <laughs> you come up with an idea. <laughs> I like that you laugh because <laughs> entrepreneurs know it's a lot of hard work. So can you talk a little bit about the challenges that you had? You had some good highlights with like I remember you going on the Dragon's Den. I don't know if you think of that as a highlight, but you definitely killed oh, it, was, it there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and and there, oh, there was, was so was many challenging. highlights. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's start with the highlights. No, there, yeah, so many, so many highlights. Um, I loved my time in tech. You know, like I would say a lot of the really great things like stemmed from being at Launch Academy and being around a lot more entrepreneurs. And I really like threw myself into networking and meeting a lot of people. And I'm like still friends with a lot of the people that I met either as like entrepreneurs alongside of me or mentors that have now become my good buddies and have now invested in Chiwis. Like I did all these pitch competitions. I would have never thought I would be standing in front of giant rooms of people pitching. And like I did it, you know, like (laughs) one of the pitch competitions right before I stopped pitching with Vital Science was this competition called Pitch at Palace. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. It was put on by Prince Andrew. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it was a huge deal and they went to all these provinces in Canada and chose the top five from each province and um myself and Ava 
Technologies. You know them. Oh from yeah, of course. Ont as well. Valerie. Um, yeah, me and Val went. We went to um to Ontario and we we were in the Canadian finals with Prince Andrew judging. It was a real trip. And then like neither of us won, but the winners got to go like to the palace in London and like within a, six months he had been charged or all of the like Jeffrey Epstein stuff started happening. It was just, that was a huge, yeah. Oh, wow. Huge trip. Like we, her and I were talking about it on Facebook the other day. Like, can you believe that? It was still a very good experience, like pitching in front of some really influential people, but looking back, just, wow, that was really nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, learning how to pitch and learning how to talk to tons of different people and, you know, refine business strategies and create, your books and just everything like it was all those years of doing what I did at vital signs made the Chewies experience like so much yeah. nicer so what's yeah. happening now with Chewies uh tell us a little bit about it where it is in the in the, in the process of you know uh, it's obviously not an idea it's a product right now you you have a car full of them so where is it in the process and what are you excited about so I had it's been a like it's funny because I'm like it's been a long road and it's been really hard but I've talked to people in the food business and they're like you started like a year ago I had to pivot but and now we're uh, we're like in stores but my whole idea with Chiwis was to set up a facility in Squamish and hire local women and like give back to the community and create a company that would sustain my lifestyle mm. didn't care about making a ton of money just wanted to make a nice product that could go in stores and I moved into a facility last January, so a year ago, and it was right before COVID kind of like came on the scene. I had done a lot of research before starting the company, talked to a bunch of like food industry veterans, and, mm. and um, I did a few courses on like how to get your product in stores and some consulting with a really like professional woman who helps people with food and learning about margins and everything I had to be aware of to make sure that this wasn't just going to like flop on its face. And we, and in one of those, um, in one of those uh, courses I did, this president of a natural food distribution company for all of BC was speaking, and I sent him an email after and said, "Hey, like, I know how this goes. That's a new product. You need to get yourself into like 30 plus stores, and then like to prove yourself." And I was like, "I'm gonna do that, but after I do it, can I please like reach out to you?" And I sent the pictures of the bags and my story. And he was like, oh, no. He's like, first off, I can tell you're in tech and marketing because, like, these are these are a good-looking product. And he took us on for distribution all over BC without oh, even wow. tasting them. And so we moved into this facility in Squamish, started self-manufacturing. I'd hired a couple people. I had bought, like, um, commercial equipment and got all the, like, all, all of the insurance, everything, food safe, everything, and started producing and like Whole Foods really wanted them. It was just like there was demand and I started realizing how hard, how hard it was. Like I'm not a factory manager. I'm a business development, marketing, like branding, like I'm, I'm a front facing person. And I started realizing the, the amount of work that was going to go into this and the, the like costs as well. Mm. And then COVID hit and all of a sudden I didn't have employees. We couldn't work close to each other. Um, people were getting paid CERB to like stay home. So I kind of like took a second to, and I, I'd been talking to a bunch of like um, other, not consultants, just like people who had done really well in food and just asking them questions. Same with in tech. Everyone was super helpful, really, really mm. willing to help. And someone told me like, look, Sarah, if somebody else can, if, if your product isn't like super proprietary, 
you don't have to keep anything secret. If someone else can make it as good or better than you, you hire them to make it and you focus on like what you're good at. And I thought like that sounds heavenly. Like, yes, I want that. And so I shut down the facility. I sold all the equipment and I spent six months looking for this, this like special partner, man, so hard to find these people. They don't, they do not advertise themselves. So I did like tons of trial and error with a lot of different companies, getting samples like back and forth, long story short, found them. Uh, and so we started manufacturing and we were launching in November. And in November, I made a huge stink on social media about the launch. You should say that I, I, I use later for all my scheduling, just like so much, like, you know, a countdown, like from the 10th day to it was launching all of this stuff. And not like we have had tons of followers, but I went down because we, we package everything in Vancouver and I went down to my packaging facility and got there and they're like, yeah, everything looks great. And I looked at the chips. I was like, these aren't right. Like we had 500 no pounds of them. I was, I was like, these are not, these aren't, I can't use these. Like, this is the product that's going to go into stores and I can't have the first batch being like, what was wrong with them? What, What's going on? They were, it seems like such a simple product to make. Like it's a chip. It's made out of fruit, nothing added to it, but it's actually real tough to get right. And they were just these, my manufacturer, it was their first time making them. Like we had done samples, but making a giant run of them. And we were both learning together and it was, they were just like, they were super duper sour and really over dried. They were, it was very, very like the kiwis have to be a, like have to be a certain level of ripeness, the, the, the process. So it's a proprietary method of making them that keeps like the color really bright and the nutrients in there. Mm. It was just not the right recipe. And I just called it. I was like, no, we're not doing, we're not packaging any of this. I like had panic anxieties like for so long trying to figure out what I was going to do felt like a real jerk but um then the manufacturer took ownership of of it totally and we were like we had to keep working to make sure this wouldn't happen again and so finally we relaunched like um a week and a half ago and we're already into a ton of stores um, oh wow so from November to to you you were delayed like three months I it was two months of delay and I've honestly like it was a week and a half or two weeks ago that we launched again. And I feel like it was two months ago. Like so much yeah. has happened so far. So now like all of IGA and Fresh Street have signed on by um, Whole Foods, Nestor's Choice, like all these big stores. So it's just like gone from zero to a hundred. And wow. then with all of these back here, this is all like customer orders from online that I didn't expect to happen. I thought it would be mostly retail, but people are excited and I'm into it. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Uh, so you, while working on your retail strategy, you also worked on your online. It sounds like what it's close to what Tara also did, Tara Bosch as well. Did she benefit from the tech? Oh, learning that's a dream. Tech? That's a uh, dream right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that it's it's like when you work on tech, there's a different approach to um, to food. I noticed that with Tara's work on on Smart Suite. Uh, so what are some of the things you took from tech that you've learned that you applied? that you think that positions you differently than other food companies that you're competing with? Um, I am open to change of the products. Like I think a lot of companies I see, it's someone made something in their kitchen and they're really ex- like people say they like it and then they bring it to market. I think it's like branding is huge. Like I did, there was so much branding work I did with Vital Signs, um, like branding and positioning and making sure that it's a product that like looks amazing. So it grabs people's attention. 
um, you know, digital marketing, that kind of thing, getting people into stores and also just like uh, creating just a, a nice friendly brand that they want to have, they want to purchase from. Like we have a story, like I'm really like a one woman show right now, but I've made the product to look like it's, you know, like made by a big, big corporation. Like it, they look really nice. Let me, maybe I'll grab some for you. Do you want me to grab a bag? So yeah, yeah, see? sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. I'll one wait. Second. I need... <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure I don't get hit by a car over here in one second. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, you fell. I'm sorry. Okay. I only have an open bag that I was already eating today. These are all shut. Like, it's, it's like people, everyone who's wondering what it's like to catch an entrepreneur in action. This is like the, the most <laughs> excitement that anybody's going to get. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the worst video you've ever had. But okay, so this is the, okay, can you see them? This is a tropical bag. Oh, cool. So like, they're empty because I ate them all. Um, but it's it's kiwi chips, pineapple chips, and coconut. And like, they're just super healthy. There's never anything oh, wow. added. So it's like the ingredients are just like, just Never fruit, in a million make... years, I would think of fruit being like, and I mean, I eat dry fruits. So that's, but chips, that's that's insane. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just like, so our whole thing is that we make the chips so they start crispy in your mouth and then end up tasting like candy. And there's so many natural sugars in there that are like, there's no need to add anything ever. Like wow. they're perfect. The pineapple chips are crazy. Like, and so we're just working, like I do R and D now with different flavors and trying to bring out like new skews. And yeah. So I would love for, <laughs> I would love for Chibis to end up like smart sweets who wouldn't. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, a new industry, lots of learning. See how it goes. Yeah. Um, Tara, if you're listening, be my advisor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Tara? Like personally? Um, we have been at some of uh, the same events. Meredith introduced me to her um, when I first started thinking about Chiwis as a as a, a viable company to, to start, but we never connected. Yeah. I know she's probably she's super busy. But, uh, she's awesome. She she's a she's a great person, uh, and I you think should be talking to her for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, for for sure. I'm planning to reach out to her because I was I was an uh, advisor at, at Smart Suites when when it first started, so um, I'll I'll be happy to introduce you to her for sure. So I'll 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 reach out as well and and give her a nudge if that if that helps because you're awesome, amazing you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's <laughs> great. So so what what is next? Like it seems like you're on your way you've you've had some some of the trials and tribulation and like that's that's a major scare when that happened when you worked into the product i want to definitely dig deep into what were your like condition at that time to deal with this uh let's actually do that let's i mean that happened i don't want to bring you back to a to a bad kind of point, oh don't worry about but, it i'm okay yeah. i'm i'm so, fine to talk about any of this what, what was it like i mean you 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 just you're just excited you said you 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 built up all this hype for for the launch and then suddenly like all of it's like oh my god it's gone what how what was going through your head and how did you handle yourself and how did you handle the outside world as well Oh man, the feeling of driving back to Squamish after that, like I was so excited heading down. Um, people, people were waiting on orders. My distributor was waiting on like pallets oh, wow. of cases, 
and I just felt like dejected, but I'm actually kind of happy it happened because I was like, there's one thing about getting too cocky, you know, like things are going really well. <laughs> I don't need to be taken down a peg, I think, but, um, you know, it was good to have that learning experience. One thing that helped, like I have a really good support system of people um, around me. And so I was able to vent a lot and, you know, like shit happens and it can't like even like making your whole life about this business is, is just asking for trouble, right? Like I have so many other things in my life that bring me happiness. And so it wasn't too hard for me to kind of be like, okay, well I need to breathe. And it was on a Friday too. And so I like emailed my manufacturer right away, but they weren't like getting back to me till Monday didn't talk to them until then. So I spent the whole weekend freaking out a little bit. But when I talked to them, they were like, okay, well, we have other, we have all these products scheduled to make, so we can't get you in for a bit. And I had to just take that. I had to be like, okay, there's a delay. And then I just decided that I was going to go to Whistler a bunch <laughs> while I was waiting. And I got 21 days of snowboarding in like, whatever, there you go. Um, I had to, I had to deal with it somehow. Um, I think it's really easy to get super depressed, especially with tech. I like, I did so many pitch competitions and I won a bunch of them and I lost so many more. Like it's just dealing with stress and kind of brushing things off as best you can. Yeah. It sucked. It sucked, but you know, yeah, get I'm over it. I've always loved that, that spirit of, uh, about you. One thing that's important that you said is, there is other things that brings you happiness in life. It's, I think that's so important that a lot of entrepreneurs get their sense of value from their startup and the work that, that we do. I mean, a lot of people in general get their sense of value from the work they do. And success and failure in that work kind of gets attached to self-worth somehow and how they feel about themselves. So it's so important that you're saying that, 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 was that always something like that in, in your life that you've had where you, your sense of value doesn't relate to the things you do or is something you developed along the way? Can you speak a little bit to that? It's, it, it, it's so much, so important that I, at least for me, it, it's deep. I definitely developed it along the way. Um, I, when I started working with vital science and started doing those pitch competitions, like when you win, you feel so good and like you're sharing stuff and in tech, man, the like, this person raised X amount of dollars. This, you feel like you're competing all the time. And especially as a woman, that was really hard. Um, it was just really, really tough. So you kind of learn to be resilient and try not to let that stuff bother you. But I'm much better at it now, especially living closer to nature. Like that's my outlet. Like I, if I can go for a hike or like do something with my dog, like you just go out in the mountains. You're like, eh, does anything really matter that much? To like mess with my entire life and feelings no i don't think yeah. so that's super cool it's super wise as well so <laughs> what what is next for you what, what is the what is the uh if you were had to choose wave of magic wand and like say here's here's how how i would create the next few years for chewies or for you as an entrepreneur what would that look like um i'd like to within the next like 12 months get 12 to 16 months get, months, get chibis everywhere across Canada and then into the States. And three to five years, I would hope to um, have an acquisition. Yeah. Cool. I wish and then do something else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're already. 
<laughs> I love that. Like already, like oh, do something else. So, what yeah. is it like? Like, what what is? Can you just go a little bit deeper into the joy of creating and the joy of coming up with an idea and developing it, even though with the challenge that comes with it? Can you talk about what it means to you and how do you feel about that? Well, it's a real trip when you see like something like it's it's just so crazy to me that I have this product that people are buying and are and that's going on like grocery store shelves. Um, that's it comes a long way from just making them in your kitchen, you know, like it's really, really cool. I think with vital science, because I developed it with my dad and it was his baby. Like he's the inventor behind the methods that we use to calculate aortic stiffness. And, you know, we didn't make the device. It was made by a manufacturer. It, it wasn't on store shelves. We like sold it and I pitched it all the time, but it's a very different thing. Like this, that was his and I wanted to make his dream a reality. And this one's mine. Um, and so it's just really nice. And it's nice to have like people around you who are supportive also being really excited about it, not just because like they want to make you feel better, but because they're they're very pumped. Like having some of my friends who became investors or who were mentors before have so much faith in me. Like before I even had a real product out, they were just like, No, we, we trust you. So do you need money to grow? <laughs> like, oh my God, this is different. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. excellent. That's excellent. And um uh, couple of last last thing and i'll let you go because i know you're you're going somewhere but what oh, are, don't worry I'm, I'm you're good. happy <laughs> I, I have uh seat heat <laughs> all right good good uh is it you you were you were kind of um you stood out as someone who's to me at least participate you participated in the community like you you immediately got the sense of community when you were at launch academy you were like you know coming to mentorship and also I think contributed you you would show up and and you're always there what's it like to how important is it to have a sense of community and to have people around you spoke a little bit of that how that helped you in the time of being down but how important is it to have mentors to have you know to be surrounded with other fellow entrepreneurs for you as an entrepreneur oh my god having mentors and people who have been in your shoes is so valuable um because when you're an entrepreneur you can get super duper excited about your own ideas and they sound great and when you say them to some people it can be scary because you might not get the same positive feedback as you get in your own brain but it's so important to hear that be it positive or negative and then to to just like take as much well take advice from people who you respect and whose story and products you like you can get overwhelmed i remember like speaking with too many people and then it just gets muddied. But if you find like, you know, I would go to these courses or events and hear people speak and then I would reach out and, you know, you bought, you forge friendships and then you can really say like, am I doing this right? Is there something that I can be doing better? So I, I can like either skip these steps or, or, you know, make sure I don't totally mess this up. Having that behind you and these people who are, are willing to support you, I think is, is so important. I even said like, yeah, in the tech game, I remember people would always ask that. And I was like, just surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and have done more because you don't know everything. I don't know everything. I'm never going to know everything. So I'm always, always willing to take help. That's awesome. So what are, what are the, um, some of the biggest, if you, if you were to look back and say, here are the biggest lessons that uh, that I would give to any entrepreneur. So put yourself in the mentor shoes right now, and uh, what would you what would you would like the biggest pieces of advice for starting entrepreneurs? Um, definitely to to find 
find your people and your mentors. Um, find outlets that aren't work that you can do and get away and disconnect. Because I remember I was I was so excited. I remember I think it was like two years in at Vital Signs. And I was just like, go, 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 working all the time. And I loved it, but I got burnt out. Like, And it sucks. So you really need to be able to disconnect and see it like going to the gym or like just playing, even playing a video game, just doing anything that will take you away from that and give you time to rest because things can get really intense really fast and it's just not good for your health to be that in it. I remember so many, at a lot of the pitch competitions, people would be like, oh my God, well, how many hours a day do you work? Like it was a competition and honestly, I want to work eight hours a day. I want to work eight hours a day. I want to do fun stuff and like, what's the point of working 16 hours a day? Not that's not living for me. Like, take time to enjoy life, and like, it's not all about money. Money's good, but you know, like in business, success is good, but it's not everything. Yeah, hundred percent. What is it that you want some uh, some of the people listening to do? Obviously, buy chewies. Uh, is that how you say <laughs> chewies? Chewies. Like, chewies. Okay. We, we made so it's like kiwi chips together. Yeah. um yeah if you go our website is www.chiwis.co so it's c-h-i-w-i-s and if you use the code buddy10off it's all spelled so b-u-d-d-y-t-e-n-o-f-f you get 10% off we're doing that just for like another couple weeks because we just launched um yeah they'll be in stores all over bc really soon so if you want to wait and you just want to get one you can go to whole foods or IGA, Fresh Street Market, Choices, places cool. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely one of the, the one of the top things items on my on my order list for sure. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, it's been awesome talking to you. It's uh, thanks for being generous and a lot like uh, accepting to do this on video while you're at your car with all these boxes. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Catching no you problem. in the act, literally <laughs> the act of entrepreneurship. This <laughs> is insanely awesome. Yeah, had had a blast talking with you. Thanks for being here and wish you all the best. Yeah, thanks. So nice talking to you.